Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. How's it going, citizens? How are you doing? It's the mayor of Bubble Boys hanging out in the mayor's office in just a minute. I'll be hanging with a friend, a fellow creative of mine in Aaron Massey. But just want to say, as I typically do around these parts, learn more about the show on New Amsterdam Radio by hitting up newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-W, Amsterdam.com. That's a podcast for creatives, so you get to unlock bonus content. We're talking about extra interviews, show notes, and more by becoming a member of the Boisterous Crew over at Patreon dot com slash flobo boys now that's out of the way and i want to say thank you so much for hitting me up on social with all the projects and things you're working on that's at new underscore amsterdam on twitter and at new amsterdam on instagram it's been cool to see the things the things you're crafting the things that you're you're plying your trade with it's it's it's, it's fascinating uh, my guest today is aaron massey which uh i didn't know aaron for a long time, but I kind of felt like we were old friends after our talk. I stumbled across his YouTube page, and his approach uh, to what he does is what I like to call classic creative. And so it was a treat to sit down with him, to pick his brain a bit, to see his method to the madness like Myself, he is also a filmmaker and a content creator in the digital space. And so a lot of things uh, we have in common. And plus, we're both baseball guys. So I was enamored. Uh, without further ado, here's my talk with creative Aaron Massey. Welcome back to New Am Sam Rear, the podcast for creators where we get to talk to movers, shakers, thinkers, and doers, and those who are making it happen. I'm being joined by a creative which I was, what's the word, enamored? I was inspired by the camera work, by the knowledge being dropped. Mr. Aaron Massey, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, man. Thank you uh, <laughs> for chatting with me here today. Appreciate yeah. it. It's a lot of fun because you know a lot of these 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 episodes we see entrepreneurs people who want to be business things and I think that's a part of that but like I have not seen such a pure creative as yourself. There's a video I, I want to put in my show notes here where you talk about I think the concept of what ego means. I want to get to that first, but but the 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 cinematography, bro, <laughs> the, the camera work, <laughs> the the B roll. It was it was an epic short film. Walk me through that, man. Yeah, yeah, B roll, B roll bangers, right? So they call yeah. these days. Yeah, um, I mean, film is something that I've always been interested in. So, you know, when I'm shooting something, even just like a Talking Heads uh, YouTube video, I want to I want to try to incorporate some sort of cinematic quality to it. So I try to do my best to showcase some some of that side of what I do as a creative person um, to get behind the camera and. And just give a little bit more extra interest to the viewer who's listening to me ramble a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, we all kind of ramble a bit. Uh, I have this uh, vlog series. It's called What's Up, Flobo? Uh, the original digital series. And it really starts with me hitting the record and talking. And there's some episodes I'm like, who is going to sit through this? Uh, and it's just one shot. But you had, I guess, the extra, like, sprinkle on it to really make it uh, make it yours, you know? Yeah. Which I appreciate it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's nothing wrong with doing uh, just a sit-down discussion. I've done those, actually. Um, yeah. it was, I mean, as long as the content's interesting, as long as what you're speaking about is interesting enough, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For me, I like to break it up um, on some of my videos and just showcase some of the stuff that I've done. And it gives me an excuse to, like, get out. I'm like, I got to go shoot some B-roll footage. I got to get out and practice and use my camera a little bit. So it kind of forces me to um, to add to my videos and add – content onto my hard drives that I'm having to dig out. And it's fun because sometimes I'll shoot stuff. I'll go out for a full day and just shoot. And then I'll see what I get. And I might use maybe 25% of it, but it, and it might be six months down the road. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that day I went and shot that. I could use that and incorporate this. So I use it as kind of like a bank vault. And then I, I seeing what might fit in the future with that cinematography. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, it's actually a good pro tip to go out there and combine your days because I know I can I can imagine when you have an, like, a concept, an idea, you're like, I don't have that shot. I don't want to pay for stock footage. Nah, forget it. <laughs> but if you actually had the foresight to be like, oh, I have this shot of a tree because I'm just that much of a genius. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a tree shot. Yeah, <laughs> a tree shot, man. It's, it's, bank, it's money. Uh, but, but let's talk about the actual subject matter because this ego video really hit home, not because I have an ego, but because I have an ego, if that makes sense. Uh, you talked about the, the, the people who are visionaries, people that do things, have a little bit of of smelling their own their own Salt. What was the, the impetus for that and what were you looking to achieve and did you hit, did you nail those? So ego, the, the concept and the, the topic of ego is something that I've wrestled with a lot because I think a lot of um, what I discussed in the video, a lot, a lot of it is people externally, um, especially recently, I hear a lot of talk of like eradicating the ego, dissolving the ego. And I think there's definitely a place for that. I think, and you, uh, like, like a lot of your listeners are, are probably... They know a lot of these people that have an inflated ego and it's tough to be around. And um, there are people that need to either get checked or check themselves when it comes to that. Um, I think there's a balance with ego. And the one thing that I wanted to discover in that video is just kind of talk about it. Not that I had all the answers to it, but to open up a discussion because I think in the creative field, there lies a balance of ego that you have to have in my opinion, a little bit of ego. And what I classify as good ego, and, and that means um, a sense of self, a belief in self that you can do what you're set out to do, right? You can, you have belief that you're capable of achieving whatever project, whatever, whatever you're going after, that you, you can do that. If you don't have a sense of self-worth, if you don't have a sense of self-confidence, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of, you know, fish in the water for sharks. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough battle uh, creatively. So I really just wanted to, to bring the topic up again for almost an open discussion of whoever might watch that video to think for themselves. Um, what does, what does that mean for them? Um, can they locate, you know, the people around them that might have inflated egos, the people that maybe don't have enough ego. It's this kind of esoteric, topic that we that we talk about and um you know i i just wanted to kind of look a little bit deeper into it 
yeah, definitely make sure you check that out after you check out this show. <laughs> Not before, just uh, after. Uh, yeah. We we also talked about the word creative because that's something that we use a lot. It's definitely changing. I think it's definitely being a lot of things are being added to that conversation. And you say in your bio and in all of your videos, you are a creative. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to your art form? What is the art form now? How you would describe that art form? And I guess what would be the the way you connect the two? Yeah, so it was actually funny. I was talking to a friend recently because I've been wanting to redo my website. Um, and I usually <laughs> so do all. Like, yeah, right. Once a year, I'm like, ah, I got to fix this. Uh, but for me, it's always been, and this is, all right, this is not me being ego, egotistical. But no, it's open I, space I, here. As a, like, I, you know, there's a lot of artists. Like, we have a, our hands in a lot of things. And for me, my issue's always been I want to do everything. I, I just want to, like, get my hands in everything. Um, and I know it's not feasible to be a master in all those things, but I do enjoy filmmaking, I enjoy acting, I enjoy photography. So um, really, you know, as a creative, I kind of just use that word to encapsulate all the things that I do or that I'm interested in because it is, you know, I'm creating, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm making so there's another video I talk about staring out the window. And, and it's about letting your mind um, imagine things for you to create, right? So basically as a creative, as an artist, you're, you're imagining, you're imagining things and then you are making those things come to life in whatever format that is. Right. So I try to just tell people I'm a creative now at this point, we're yeah. going on the list of, I'm a filmmaker, I'm an editor, I'm a photographer. It, it can yeah. get kind of tiresome. So I think anyone who brands themselves as a creative, you can, you can kind of dip your toes in all these different waters and, you know, feel good about just branding yourself that way. Is it an equal pie chart here or do you have, is it weighted? Are, are you more creative at one thing than the other? Or just kind of like, no, I'm just having an aptitude for collecting aptitudes. Like, well, how do you look at that? Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a growth span between all of them. So sometimes I'm actually interested um, in say like a certain time span with photography. Um, like right now, my photography is peaking. I mean, if you even like look at my Instagram right now, it's I'm doing a lot more photography and trying different things. Um, and there's times where I peak at um, just trying to be a better filmmaker. I sometimes I'm working on acting a little bit more. So again, it's me like dipping my toes in all these different things. And that might for some people that might sound detrimental because I'm not spending you know, I'm not being so focused, but at the time when I'm in something, I am laser focused on that one particular thing, sure. trying to trying to grow that field in the arts uh, as, as much as I can. And then and there's a point where I'm like, you know what, that was awesome. I've, I'm kind of fulfilled and I want to now dive into like this next field and really focus on a new thing in filmmaking or something in, along those lines, kind of how I approach it. So do you, uh, pursue formal education or just kind of you tinker with things is there a balance are you classically trained in some pursuits and and self-taught in others yeah so mainly um so mainly self-taught in most so i did i did um take some years of acting uh classes so i went i went You're brave school. so brave yeah <laughs> that was the start for me um you yeah. know i uh, I, I finished um, formal education. I finished college. Uh, I went to Marietta College in Ohio. And then once I graduated there, uh, I moved out to, to LA and went straight into acting. Um, so that was most of my formal education. And I grew a lot from that. And then from that point as an actor, I wanted to start 
creating for myself and just really started to dive into teaching myself the form of screenwriting and mm -hmm. filmmaking and then surrounding myself with people like that group that I, I could really go to and bounce ideas off of. And we would kind of help each other and work with each other in terms of, you know, getting better in all these different types of things and making our own stuff all together. And that, that was a major uh, point for me to grow in all these different fields and just kind of be self-taught and constantly learn. And nowadays, I mean, with YouTube, it's just, it's basically right. like university into itself. And uh, True. you can, you can kind of teach yourself almost, almost anything, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah. I was actually a fan of the uh, two, the two times short lived uh, XFL and yeah. uh, the, the quarterback or the third string quarterback, his name is Luis Perez. Uh, and they got called up because our starter, Mike McGloin was just not, producing i'm going somewhere with this but non-sports yeah. fans i'm going somewhere with this and uh Lewis Press comes in and he's just amazing and everyone's like man how'd you do it he goes well i saw videos on youtube from tom brady about how to be a quarterback yeah <laughs> like, which is so crazy yeah, in this right. world now uh but, so you did two things that i i wanted to bring to you to, to the forefront because you were you were based and you're currently based in ohio uh you did a i guess a detour a side a side quest uh in los angeles and there's always that debate of whether hey, it doesn't matter what distance are you can connect to anyone with the internet you can just build your own base wherever you are but then there's also the classic thing of hey look la is a creative city new york is a creative city it's good to be a part of the hub scene so as someone who did both is, is there any kind of like recommendation any kind of experience at all yeah so I am so thankful for my time in LA and I know LA can get kind of a bad rap. Right. I, and I kind of described it as like a love hate relationship. I spent 11 years there and um, decided uh, for those who don't know me, decided to make a move back to my home state. So I currently live in Columbus, Ohio. So I've been here for um, a little over five years now. Um, and that's something that I'm still battling with or debating, right? Is like, where's the right place for me? When I left, when I left LA, LA at that time was around 2014. Uh, the film industry was kind of dispersing out, right? Like everyone had these tax credits like Georgia and even Ohio. And so there was a lot of productions getting shot in Atlanta. Um, you know, even in New York was gaining a lot of productions, Ohio, you know, Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh, Philly. So the film industry to me started to spread out a little bit. And at that point, I was a little bit um, frustrated with LA just for various reasons. And I just personally needed a change. So I made the move back to my home state and, and kind of wanted to not only uh, get closer to family and friends, but also um, have the ability to not pay as much <laughs> as right. living in LA. <laughs> and kind of form my own production company. So I came back here to also work the Midwest region in film, right? Be able to go shoot something in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Chicago, but also form my own production company here and make my own movies here. So as of right now, I'm still in that mode. I, one thing that I would say is for anyone who's debating the move, um, I, I, I even, it's all circumstantial, right? Based on like your family, you know, how young you are, uh, how much money you have at the time. I, I don't think anything's impossible. So I'm all for getting out of your hometowns. First and foremost, I believe in that change. At least you can always come back. That's what I always tell people. You can always come back home. Um, 
go for LA, go for New York. I believe in it. Find a way to make it happen because you're going to meet people in your particular creative industries that you are going to be friends with forever. I mean, it's just, it's just a fact, right? Mm -hmm. um, and those people you can, you can ride or die with till the end of time. And you, you can meet some people that you'll collaborate with forever. It's, it's, they're great relationships. I still have, you know, all my LA people, uh, close to me and we talk and it's, it's just a bond that you can't, you can't replace. So as far as, you know, getting, um, the experience as a creative, whether you're a musician, a filmmaker, an actor, I think those bigger cities are really important for your growth. And then from that point, you can kind of make a decision like, Hey, does a smaller big city work for me? Should I stay here? You know, I think it's all going to be dependent on your, your lifestyle choices, your social needs, um, your financial needs. And, you know, it's just all kind of a, a work in progress as you, as you, as you live, you know, sure. Is, is Ohio a, a destination or is it a stop? So tough for me to answer that right now. Uh, <laughs> I that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I would say I, I love the city of Columbus. It's kind of a best kept secret. I don't want to talk about too much <laughs> with, the except, with, the, with the exception of the winter climate right now, because we got, it's pretty cold. We got a lot of snow on the ground. So that's, that's yeah. a tough change coming back to that. Um, but Columbus is one of the fastest growing cities in the nation actually. And, um, I really, really enjoy it here. So really it, for me, it's about making sure I can have the creative circles around me. And, um, those are decisions that I'll have to make, you know, coming up, I'm finishing a feature film that I shot here. I'm in post-production oh, on it. So, so once I finish that, you know, I may have a decision to make, but I always, you know, would want to see myself at least being by coast. So I'd love to be able to be in New York in LA and then, you know, maybe have a place in Columbus. We'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Uh, five houses everywhere. <laughs> the in all places. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> we're in Massey East, Massey West. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, look, we're, we're actually recording this in the middle of February, and, and it's 2021. We survived it, 2020. And uh, it's it, that 2020 year was a mixed bag for a lot of people. What did it mean for you? Yeah, so... I, I did make a video about this as well, just discussing kind of my my 2020 and some things that I did to stay productive as as an artist. And, you know, it, it, it was a really difficult year, especially right at the beginning there in March and April and not knowing what was what was going to happen, um, even for, for my business. And I know a lot of creatives struggled and, and suffered because a lot of the industry jobs, you know, there's a lot of a lot of waiters, a lot of, um, you know, freelancers, uh, people and in, in all these the creative industries. I mean, we're a lot of us are freelancers. So we take these jobs that are now being shut down. And we don't have any work. I mean, they're shutting down theaters they're shutting down everything. So I, I kind of talked about paving this way. You have two choices, right? You can go down this really bleak um, path that could end in, in, in a lot of depression and anxiety and, and loathing and not, not getting work done. And, and I, I, I want to let everyone know, like, if you are struggling with any of that stuff, there's a support for you out there. You know, there's a lot of creatives that have gone through that and um, it's okay. It's not, it's not anything, it's not your fault, you know, that, that this happened, but in 2020, I think I know I, I had to make a choice 
to go down the right direction that in that fork in the road, right? And mm -hmm. to be more creative and use the opportunity of some of this extra time to not only continue to finish the film that I was working on, but also to really look inward and think about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. You know, you, I, you have this extra time, I think, to really look inward. And one thing I want to do is really just start exploring um, myself as an artist more and to put myself out a little bit more. I think I was always, I, I, I always had an issue as um, kind of an act, being an actor of not exposing myself too much. I always, you know, you, you hear these stories of like, no, you know, no one knows who Daniel Day Lewis is really. Um, and that helps his, his personas as an actor, because you don't know who they are. You don't know his political views. You don't know all these things. And um, I was never not comparing myself to Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> it's very close. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just felt like there was a time for me to come out from the curtain and, and I, I wasn't exposing myself as an artist enough. And I, felt like I needed to do that to help me grow, to help mm -hmm. obviously grow my brand, to let people know who I am, to help grow a community, to, to collaborate. You know, I want to meet more uh, artists and, and people that, that are like-minded to work together. Cause I love that. There's a, there's a magic in that. When you, when you meet some people, you start working together and you start making stuff. It's, it, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. So absolutely. I wanted to put myself out a little bit more. And that's one thing I started doing with making more YouTube videos um, with literally just me speaking about some ideas and hopefully some things that might be able to help other creatives. And so, yeah, I'm rambling a little bit, but as far as 2020 goes, I felt like it was one of those things where you have to make a decision on what you want this to be. You, I, I knew I had a choice and um, my choice was to, try to be as creative as possible during that time. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it was a lot of things, self-inspection. You know, I always tell this in all of these episodes that the world told me that what I dedicated my life to, my adult life to was not essential. And I mean, I understand that my job is as important as a neurosurgeon, but I sit there going like, it's important to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what that means. Uh, you had mentioned your feature a couple of times. And if you want to share any details about that, that'd be great. Uh, what aspects are you working on or? Yeah. Are you the director, cinematographer, writer? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's a feature film I wrote and directed here in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, um, over the last couple of years. So it's one of one of those where it's uh, super uh, low budge. I put it together with with local actors. Had a couple um, LA uh, friends who were actors come out and work on the project as well. But it was one of those things where I knew that. I had the access here in, in Columbus and we were talking a little bit before about, you know, living in LA, living in New York. Um, the difference of living in a place like Columbus is I was able to approach uh, locations, right? Bars, restaurants, people that maybe I didn't even know um, or knew through somebody and I'd be like, Hey, you know, I'm shooting this film. We don't really have any money. And they were like, oh, my God, you're shooting a movie? Like, come on. In. Like, it's it's a different mindset than if you were to ask someone to do that in L.A., you know what I mean? So that was a benefit of shooting here. Uh, people just wanted to be a part of it. And right. Um, so right now, at this point, I'm, I'm in post-production. 
I pretty much have the um, the film built out, and I'm I'm working in audio right now, and we'll move to color design and scoring it, and I'll be finished. And from that point, it's it's called Midwest. Um, I forgot to mention that, and um, and so yeah, hopefully we're gonna try to get it out to, you know, we'll we'll go for the film festival circuit here. Hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see what film festivals turn into here. Um, I know Sundance had their virtual one here recently, and I think they 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 had a pretty successful um, festival that way. But we'll see what happens with that. that. That's the one thing that I do love about festivals is actually getting out and meeting other people and other filmmakers making those contacts. So virtually, I don't know how well that works. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, just trying to get this film done and and put it in the can so I can move on to to making the next one at this point. What does AMS do for fun? Oh, I do a lot of stuff for fun, actually. <laughs> a, fun, fun's an important part of my life, for real. Um, so uh, I like I like to uh, I love sports. I, I I grew up playing sports, um, football, basketball, and baseball. I played college wow. baseball, so. That's uh, baseball. Position? I was center fielder. Okay. Center fielder, yeah, yeah. That's when I was fast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How the, I don't know how the wheels work anymore these days. I don't know how to sprint in a while. But, one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm a sports guy. I love it. Um, I love going to live events. Uh, concerts are my thing, and that's the one thing that I, that's been killing me at, at, in 2020 was not being able to go out and see concerts and support local musicians. So. Um, hopefully this year we'll get back to that a little bit. I, I'm dying to see that going to see, um, uh, theater, you know, uh, plays are, are a big part of my entertainment and I love, love going to see even just like little black box shadow box theater stuff. And, um, and other than that, hanging with friends, just mm-hmm. taking it easy. I like to golf. Um, I did get some golfing in 2020, you know, as everything else was shut down except some golf courses. So. Some friends and I, we we would do that and get outside a little bit. But um, and, and movies, watching movies, that's my thing. I try I try to watch movies for entertainment the first time, but it's tough sometimes as a filmmaker. You're watching, you're like, now, why did why did he shoot it that way? And what was? And you're like, wait, what just happened? There's five, I got to go back because I missed the yeah. storyline. But um, those are some things that that keep me entertained for sure. Yeah, that's the reason why I try not to watch as much sports as that. Cause you've called in that whole that sports center hole of being like, oh man, these field goals are just terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like same with movies and creative projects and stuff like that. Yeah. My I played football for about two weeks in high school. I was okay. nose because uh, I was a uh, five foot nine, two seventy five. I was a house. <laughs> wow. You know, you know what I mean? Like Ugh. that was before the diet. And uh, people under, they underestimate the the mental fortitude that that it takes to be an athlete it's almost like you're, you're creating art with your body you know yeah yeah and my nine day career as an athlete i could tell no, you this. That's no. <laughs> it's it's true and, and you know i um you know jocks get a bad rap and i'll always defend the jock just be my experience with sports is you know to, to keep this short with sports but um it it created a a, a team bond and uh, a unity it, it created discipline you know, I, I think anyone who's deciding on whether to put their kids in sports um, to, to let them go for it, because I think it, it can help build a lot of good attributes um, for, for kids and, and that lead into adulthood. You know, I'm I'm 
good about schedules. Like I'm, 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 if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late is kind of what was ingrained in my mind because then you were running laps and you don't want to be running laps. So I think it just ingrains a lot of good things and it's entertaining and, and it's, it's fun to, to do. So I, I love it. Yeah, yeah I, I blame Hollywood for that. Like, I just never saw the, the pack of wolves wearing Letterman jackets like you see in the movies, you know. Get out of here, nerd. <laughs> nerd. Uh, so we had a, a we have, we have, not had, a mutual friend, Jack Farmer, who's also a friend of the show that was on a previous episode. I asked, I had you on the, the show this week. Did he have any questions? And he had one. Well, he actually had two. This is going to be fun. Oh. Uh, the first question he has here, um, as a guy who teaches himself to do all the things he wants to do, how does he decide what to do next? Oh, Jack, it's a good question. Um, I think it's, uh, for me, it's just about letting, letting my gut uh, tell me. So I, I learned from, this is kind of a broader th thing to, to think about, but a, a good friend told me one time, like your, your mind's usually telling you one thing, your heart's telling you another, but your gut's usually right. And mm. I've, always, I've always lived by those words. Um, Sorry, there's an ambulance going by. If you can hear that, uh, I've always <laughs> lived streets to Columbus. Mean streets, baby. <laughs> um, I've always kind of lived by that. So I, uh, once I'm fulfilled with a creative project, I'll kind of sit back and just let let what's next come to me. I don't try to force it anymore. You know, I used to be like, oh, now I got to go do this. I got to go do this. I got to keep this thing. And now I know if I do that, I won't be fully focused on what I'm doing if I'm forcing it. So usually I would just sit back, let whatever that is come to me, whatever interest maybe sparks if I'm watching someone else's work and I get inspired, I might say, you know what, that that looks really cool. I might go explore and play with that a little bit or try to learn a new thing. Or if I know that I'm um, lacking in a certain skill set, I'll maybe go try and just work on that particular thing within the field to make myself better. So hopefully that answers Jack's question. <laughs> if he doesn't, he'll, he'll hit me up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and his other question, are you chasing anyone? Who do you strive to be like in the creative space? Ooh, there's so many. There's so many because each field has its own uh, kind of inspiration for me. I mean, as, as an actor, you know, I've mentioned Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, that that's the pinnacle for me. And I, I don't know if anyone can eclipse him, but I, I watch his work and I could only just dream of, of working like him and bringing out the performances like him, you know, as, as a photographer, um, you know, there's, there's so many examples of, of favorite. Before you get to your examples, what's the quintessential Daniel Day-Lewis role? Like when you think of him, like what's the first mm -hmm. one that comes to your brain? Uh, there'll be blood gangs okay. of New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, anything that he's done, he, it's just, he engrosses himself into those characters so much that you don't see the guy anymore, the actual real man. It's, I mean, he fully embodies these characters and just to, to watch that, that, that level of excellence in a craft is to me, just something so rare and special mm -hmm. that I admire it so much. I admire it so much. So, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, film like filmmaking, you know, and David Fincher is a, I'm a big David Fincher fan. Um, but there's, there's so many good young filmmakers coming out that, um, 
I, you know, it's a good sense of competition out there. And, you know, I, I could, I could see, <laughs> I could see here, all, but it's like good thing of like competition and inspiration at the same time, knowing like, you know, someone else out there, I, I think to myself, this is how I drive myself a little bit is when I'm feeling lazy or I'm not doing as much work as I should maybe be doing. I always think about, you know what, someone out there right now is crushing it and they're, they're making a film right now. They're, they're, they're up till 3am writing their script. And even just that imaginary competition for me helps drive me to know that there's people out there doing it. And if you don't, you know, no one's going to be calling you, no, you know, no one's going to be knocking at your door. Um, just to say, Hey, you know, we, we heard about you through the grapevine. Um, but if you're out there making, you know, I, I talk a lot about just keep making or keep doing, you know, that's really important because I believe work begets work. So if you're making the stuff, um, that next person could see that one thing that leads to the next job and then to the next job. And, and I kind of tell people don't, you know, don't get this, don't go down this rabbit hole of always looking at this broad career. Like, Oh, by the time I'm 70, I want to have 10 films made, or, you know, I want to, you know, have been, you know, the successful band that tours the world, like just worry about the next song that you're writing, you know, mm -hmm. because, then the, then the next song and then your album will be made and then that album will be seen by someone that can get you the next deal and it you know just work begets work 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 on the thing that day and the next thing and don't try to look too too far out um because you don't have control of that you really don't but you have control in the moment um and, and that's just how i kind of like drive myself um you know when i see other other people doing things and knowing that I got to just work, get to work today because it could mean my next job tomorrow. Work begins work. Dropping the science, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming in. This edition of New Am Sam Radio, man. I, I, I've learned a lot. I hope our, our listeners do too. If, if the world wants to find you online, hit you up, become a fan, how do you do that? Yeah. So uh, you can find me on YouTube, Aaron Massey. And uh, my Instagram handle is at massive three. And my Twitter is Aaron underscore Massey. Um, yeah, check check me out. I'm out there. Uh, would love to communicate and and you know touch base with with some some people that want to collaborate even. So don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, I appreciate you having me on, Flo. This is awesome to to discuss some some creative stuff, man. Thank you so much. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.